0: Time. Russia is going out of its way to prove the commander of its Black Sea Fleet is alive and well. Ukraine claimed Admiral Viktor Sokolov was killed in a strike on the fleet's headquarters on Friday. But as Fred Pleikin reports, Russia has released a second video in as many days, reportedly showing the Admiral back on the job.
1: Nearly a week after Ukraine claimed to have killed the commander of Russia's Black Sea Fleet with a cruise missile attack, now another sign he may very well be alive after all. Russian military TV showing Admiral Viktor Sokolov handing out medals to a Navy soccer team, although CNN is unable to verify when the video was filmed. The award ceremony had to be postponed for known reasons, a reporter asked Sokolov to comment. No, it was canceled. No, it's postponed just because we were busy and had to push it back a few days, he answers. Asked to reassure local residents after the missile strike, the admiral in denial. Nothing happened, he says. Life goes on. The new clip comes just a day after the Russians released a video apparently showing Sokolov attending a top-level video conference call with the Russian defense minister, seemingly propped up by a pillow. Russia still irate about the strike on the HQ, the Foreign Ministry spokeswoman claiming, without evidence, Western involvement in the attack. There is not the slightest doubt that the attack was pre-planned using Western intelligence assets, NATO satellite equipment, reconnaissance aircraft, and was carried out at the instigation and in close coordination with the American and British intelligence services, she said. Both the U.S. and the U.K. maintain their militaries are in no way involved in the war in Ukraine. Meanwhile, some residents in occupied Crimea are questioning how committed Russia is to their safety. After this video emerged purporting to show mostly women and children prevented from entering a bomb shelter during an air raid alert a few days ago. Why did you kick us out, a woman asks. I've been told the shelter is for employees only, the guard answers. All kids, all people kicked out into the streets, she says. Moscow trying to portray strength in the aftermath of the Black Sea Fleet HQ attack, Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu filmed visiting a missile factory that is allegedly increasing its output. But even videos released by the Russian military itself, like this paratrooper unit, shows Moscow's forces struggling to hold the line against the Ukrainian army on the battlefield. As Kiev says, its forces are the ones that have the momentum.
0: Fred CNN, Eastern Ukraine. And for more analysis, we're joined by Mick Ryan, a retired general of the Australian Army, and he's also the author of the book War Transformed, and he's speaking with us from Kyiv. Thanks so much for being here with us. So I just want to start with uh, what we saw there in Fred's package and the question of Ukrainian momentum after that attack on the Black Sea Fleet uh, headquarters, the reverberations still rumbling here.
2: Yeah, g'day. It's good to be with you again. These attacks on the Black Sea headquarters, Crimea and also in, in Moscow are part of a wider strategic strike campaign, which the Ukrainians are use to complement their battlefield uh, activities in the south and the east and to maintain momentum, whether it's on the battlefield or in the strategic sphere.
0: Yeah, I want to ask you about another um, development. Ukraine saying former Wagner fighters are rejoining the battle. One Ukrainian military uh, spokesperson said, quote, these individuals are indeed among the most well-trained in the Russian army, but they will not become a game-changer. Are they right?
2: No, I think the Ukrainians are right here. They are well-trained, but the Russians have other uh, elite units, particularly their airborne forces that they're using in the south. So the Wagner troops, I'm sure will be a welcome addition to the Russian forces wherever they're employed, but they are not going to be a game changer. They are certainly no silver bullet for the Mm. Russian army.
0: All right, so you're in Kyiv right now. I mean, this is, as I understand it, your third trip to Ukraine this year. So I'd love to hear about what you're learning there. So I want to start with this. Um, You met with the Ukrainian ground forces head of training. What did uh, did they tell you?
2: Well, they've certainly learned a lot over the last 18 months about what you need to train a soldier for modern battlefield conditions and that's changing constantly so that connectivity between the battlefield and preparing people for it is very important but so too is the relationship with the number of nato countries that are training ukrainian soldiers on their soil so you know the big message is things are changing constantly therefore how can we do it quickly as well
0: Hmm. I I spoke earlier of that railway line connecting some Russian-occupied cities with Russia, which will help their uh, military logistics. I mean, in many ways, this is a war of procurement. Who can get their hands on the weapons and ammunition they need when they need them? Um, And and this is all in the the context of dwindling supplies and a weathering of support for uh, Ukrainian aid here in the U.S., at least politically. Uh, uh, Ukraine certainly facing headwinds on that front. What are they telling you?
2: Well, it's certainly a war of industrial systems. And as we've seen with shortages of artillery, ammunition and and other bits of equipment, uh, the world really wasn't prepared for a large scale war like this. I mean, some parts of the U.S. industrial system are starting to expand productions. The Russians certainly are. But it's going to take some time for most countries to expand the production of munitions and equipment to meet the demands of this war. Just on the railway construction, I mean, the Russian military have always traditionally used railways for a large part of their logistics. So this will have a very large military imperative Mm. for the Russian military to complete this railway line.
0: And finally, with, with drones and technology playing an in- increasing part, I mean, you've been learning about Ukraine's digital transformation. What's stood out to you there?
2: Well, we've probably seen the most intense period of innovation and adaptation when it comes to drones and autonomous systems over the last 18 months. It's unprecedented, just the quantity and quality of drones being used by both sides, but also how they're connected into uh, the larger warfighting systems that both sides use, connecting them to artillery, to tanks and to soldiers. I mean, there's a lot to learn here for every other army in NATO. And I'm sure they'll be watching what the Ukrainians and what the Russians are doing closely uh, so we can evolve our own militaries.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, it's, it's great to connect with you there in Kiev. Major General Mick Ryan, thank you so much. Appreciate it.